Welcome to The Gathering Church. My name is John Mark Redwine, and I'm the lead pastor. We are so honored to have you worshiping with us today, and a big welcome to everyone in our gather homes. We're so excited for you to be able to worship within the context of community. And welcome also to everyone joining us online. We're so glad you're here. We're continuing our Summer at the Gathering series today with a message I'm calling The Wait. We're in a difficult time right now, aren't we? In March, when all this started, we thought, oh no, we're going to have to stop having church services for a couple of weeks. We may even have to stay home for up to two weeks to slow the spread. Then we said, wow, it may not be until April before things can open up again. Then we started to wonder if we would get to finish the school year. Well, after spring break, they'll go back for sure. And it just kept growing. And the severity just kept increasing. The information has changed over and over again. There has been story after story in the paper of heartbreaking loss people are walking through due to COVID-19. Then the job loss started. Story after story of bosses laying off their entire staff. The Asheville area is up to 20% right now in unemployment. Then came a series of social awakenings, followed by social unrest. People are taking sides and fighting against each other now more than ever. And as an election gets closer in the fall, the divisiveness is not abating. Can we be honest and admit that it's all been very heavy? My job during this season has been to pastor a church in a time when it's desperately needed but completely changed. And this made it very difficult for me to understand how to live in my purpose. And it's not just me. You have a purpose. God created you to glorify Himself and serve others. And when you discover your purpose and use it to make a difference, you could find greater satisfaction than in anything the world has to offer. If you are a follower of Jesus, I believe there is nothing more important in your life than serving Him the way He made you to by living in your purpose. But maybe this season has closed up all the ways you would regularly serve in your purpose, and you aren't really sure what to do next. I want to study 1 Kings chapter 19 just for a moment today. There was once a prophet named Elijah. He did more miracles and saw God do more amazing things than anyone since Moses. He was given a calling and a purpose in a really hard time in Israel's history. The king of Israel and his wife, Ahab and Jezebel, were leading the people to worship false gods. Elijah came in opposition to that, which made him an enemy of the king, and that's a very hard place to be. In 1 Kings chapter 19, he is ready to quit. Elijah is tired. He's afraid. Life hasn't gone the way he wanted it to. He has a purpose and a calling, but he isn't sure how to live that out anymore. He's a fugitive. Jezebel, the queen, is sworn to kill him no matter what it takes. Elijah has just seen God send down fire from heaven. He's seen miracles, but his circumstances are overwhelming his faith. Let's start in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better 
than my ancestors. And then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. I have had enough, Lord. Can I be honest with you today? I can relate to this story. Maybe you can too. For me, this has been the hardest season of ministry I have ever had to endure. The uncertainty, the lack of clear direction. I don't know how long it will last or what things will be like when it's over. We meet in a high school and I don't know if the school board is ever going to us, let us meet there again. People are hurting and I don't know how to help them. We are giving to meet needs in our community, but it feels like we are barely making a dent. I've had a clear direction to move in for the last 11 years of my life as I move towards getting a degree, getting a master's, launching a church from scratch, building a clear strategy to reach people. But now, I have no idea what comes next. And I hit a point recently where I felt like sitting down and saying, I have had enough, Lord. Can you relate? Have you had enough? Are you tired of your circumstances and the uncertainty and the fear and the change? And are you tired of things not being the way you want them to be? Verse 5 says, Then he lay down under this bush and fell asleep. And all at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and he drank and then he lay down again. I think it's funny how some rest and a good meal can completely change our perspective. Maybe you've been going in crisis mode for months now and you haven't taken a moment yet to rest. Rest can reset our perspective. That's why Sabbath isn't just an idea, it's a commandment. Maybe you need a nap and a good meal. I know I've needed that. Verse 7 says, The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. And strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. What happens next is truly amazing. God wakes him up and says to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah tells him his circumstances are terrible and he wants to quit. So God tells him to walk up to the mountain of God and he lets Elijah experience his physical presence. It's a dramatic scene. It says, Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. In a season like this, I think it's really common for us to look for God in the biggest moments, in the big things. We want Him to shout to us, to scream to us, to give us counsel and wisdom and comfort and hope in a big voice. And what I think it's important for us to realize is that often in our greatest moments of crisis and in the seasons where it's too heavy and when it's just too much all the way around, we need to make sure that we're able to hear God in the gentle whisper. Verse 13, when Elijah heard it, 
He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Verse 14, he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. I wonder how it must have felt to stand in the presence of God in all His majesty and tell Him that my problems are too big. It must have been humbling. Because here's what happens next. Verse 15, The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi king over Israel and anoint Elisha son of Shaphat from Abel Mahola to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazael and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Verse 18, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Baal is the false god that uh, Ahab and Jezebel were leading people to worship. God listens to Elijah, but then he gives him an assignment. And he finishes by reminding Elijah that he is not alone. Sometimes we don't have the perspective to see. Elijah is crying out to God saying, I'm all alone. Nobody cares. Everyone wants me dead. The world is falling apart because when we're in crisis, we see the whole world through the lens of that crisis. All we are able to see is the world through the lens of our crisis. And that's how Elijah was feeling. But God said, listen, you're not alone. There are thousands of others who still worship me and who need to be led and who need a prophet and who you need to lead. Elijah feels like quitting. And so he rests and he says his fears out loud. And then he gets in the presence of God and then he gets back to work. Okay, that's a long Bible story, I know. So I want to offer you some very simple truths from it because here's what I know. This season is exceptionally hard. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you feel like quitting. Maybe you just want to curl up under a bush and let everything go. But God still has a job for you to do. And I didn't come here today to sugarcoat it. I, I don't know what your future looks like with work or what it holds for our city or our country. But I do know that God is still on the throne. And if you are a follower of Jesus, His purpose is as alive in you as it was before all of this started. No matter what your circumstances are, your purpose never changes. So here's three things you can do when this season feels too heavy. First, you might need to rest. I love this story and that it's included in the greater narrative of the Bible. Elijah was such a prominent prophet that the Gospels tell us he was present with Jesus and Moses at what's called the Transfiguration. This is a moment where before the crucifixion, when Jesus allowed a couple of his followers to get a glimpse of heaven, to see him in all of his glory. Elijah is a big deal, and here is a story about him just wanting to quit. Can I encourage you today and tell you that God uses people? And every person has both strengths 
and weaknesses. Every person has limits. Every person fails. Every person makes mistakes. And sometimes everyone feels like giving up. Just because you haven't acted in big faith at every junction in your life doesn't mean God won't use you in a big way. Elijah witnessed a huge miracle and then he felt afraid, attacked, and hopeless. And he crawled up under a bush and told God he had enough. And this is the first thing God has him do. Before he gets a rallying cry, before he gets fresh vision, before the pep talk, God just says, rest, eat, and rest some more. You cannot underestimate the power of rest. When we are tired and overwhelmed and filled with stress, we don't think properly. We get blinded by our circumstances and we lose sight of our purpose. Rest allows us to reset and recalibrate and come back with fresh eyes to see the one who sustains us. So in this season where life is just heavy, let me encourage you to get a good meal in you and then take a moment to rest. Get away if you can. Change the scenery. The, the, the excellent prophet Jimmy Buffett once said, changes in latitudes bring changes in attitudes. Sometimes we just need some distance to gain clarity. Rest. Take a moment to stop thinking about the uncertain future. A moment to stop thinking about what you've lost. A moment to stop thinking about the battle. You just need a moment to rest. Find something you love to do and just do it. Then say it out loud. This is the second thing. Say it out loud. Some of us have been holding in what we've been anxious about. We have felt heavy, but we haven't said why or about what. We have a lot of fears right now, but we're afraid if we name them, they will come for us. So we suffer silently. Except it doesn't work like that, does it? No. Instead, we're lashing out at our kids and our spouses or our roommates, our coworkers. We're underperforming if we are working. We aren't sleeping well. Elijah had been feeling afraid for a long time, but he didn't tell anyone. Who could he tell? He was the great prophet Elijah. He couldn't admit fear of a man. But after his rest, he walks to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. And this happens in verse 9 and 10. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. For the first time, Elijah says it out loud. He names his fears. He confesses his weight. I wonder what weight you've been quietly carrying. I wonder what thing is keeping you awake at night. I wonder how many scenarios you've run through of the future that you're not telling anyone about. It's time to say it out loud. It's time to admit that it's been heavy. And why? Say it out loud. Say it in community. This is why I believe our gather homes are so important right now. You can get in a small environment with other followers of Jesus and have conversations about the weight. When someone says, how are you? Instead of saying, I'm good, you could say, well, can we sit down? Because I've been needing to tell someone how I am. Your gather home is the right environment for that conversation. 
If you're not in one, there's still room to sign up. Go to our website and sign up for a Gather Home today. Maybe you even need to say it out loud to a counselor. I do. I've got to tell you, this has been a really hard season for me. I've been feeling all these things that Elijah felt. I, well, I just wanted to quit. I just wanted to quit. I didn't know what to do. It was so hard. I don't, I don't do well when I have not got a, a good idea of what the future looks like. And so it, it's just been hard. I've been telling my friends. I've been on the phone with the pastors who pastor me. I've got about eight different pastors who all speak into my life. And I have, I have bent their ears sideways over the last couple of weeks telling them all of, the, all of the ways I'm filled with anxiety in this season. And it, and it wasn't enough. And so finally, I just I started meeting with a counselor. Last week, I started a rhythm of regular counseling for a season to process all the weight I've been feeling. I talk about counseling a lot at our church because I think it's important to remove the taboo that the church put on it. Counseling doesn't mean you don't have faith that God can heal you. It means you believe He can and you're going to trust Him to use someone else to do it. I, I had one session so far and I already feel so much better. One thing that my counselor said last week was he told me that whenever you say out loud the thing that is driving you crazy, the thing that is hurting you, the thing that is feeling like such a weight on your shoulders, every time you put it out there, you say it out loud the way Elijah did, the way you can in community, we package it back up differently. We put it away differently. It changes every time, and it gets a little bit easier every time. It's time for us to say it out loud. Say it out loud in community. Say it out loud in counseling. And say it out loud in prayer. Number three is this. Get in the presence of God. So Elijah says it out loud. God asks him what's going on and he puts words to his fears. And I love the reply of the same God who listens to your prayers as well. Verse 11. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. God hears his fears, and he responds with, Come get in my presence. Don't miss this. Come on. Pay attention. Right now, God hears his fear. God feels his weight. Elijah says, It's heavy. It's too hard right now. I can't do this anymore. I'm afraid. And God says, come get in my presence. You know, for some reason, our natural response to a season of intense stress is to posture. To posture ourselves as okay. To posture ourselves as handling it. To posture ourselves as concerned but confident. We posture. The dictionary defines the verb posture to behave in a way that is intended to impress or mislead. That's what we do, isn't it? I'm fine. I'm okay. But you're not. It's heavy. Maybe you want to quit. Maybe you want to get under that bush and say, I've had enough. But God is listening when you tell Him your fears. And His answer is for you to get in His presence. So what if we choose a different posture? 
What if we postured on our knees? What if instead of a posture to impress or a posture to say, I'm okay, I can do this, I'm fine. What if we took a posture of humility? We pray from our knees as a way of communicating humility to the one that we pray to. What if we trusted him with our cares? Cast all of your cares on him for he cares for you. What if we believed that? What if we believed that he cared enough for me, for me to trust him with my cares? What if I postured myself in humility? I, I, I don't know if you do this, but whenever I'm carrying something very heavy, I often will try to do it all by myself, whether it's a big TV or piece of furniture, a, a big box. I always try to carry it on my own. And, and Rael will say, John Mark, do you need help with that? And what do I do? I don't act in humility. I act in, in a place of pride. I say it's not heavy. It's just awkward, right? Isn't that the phrase? It's, it's not heavy. Hasn't every dad since the creation of dads used that sentence? It's not heavy. It's just awkward. I can do this. And Rael, she knows me so well. Every time I say that, every time, she comes around to the other side of whatever it is I'm carrying, and she takes the burden. She helps. And you know what? As soon as she does, it doesn't feel as heavy anymore. It doesn't feel as awkward anymore. Suddenly, I am able to carry this thing. Here's what humility does. Humility is the cure for heavy. Humility says, I don't know if I can carry this on my own and I don't expect to carry this on my own anymore. And so God, I cast my cares on you for I know that you care for me. You said, come to me, all you who are burdened and weary and I will give you rest. And so God, I'm on my knees before you today. I take a posture of humility to say it's too heavy. I can't carry it on my own. I don't wanna try to carry it on my own anymore. I want to trust you with this. It is time to stop posturing to impress and it is time to start leading from a posture of humility to say this season is heavy and God I need your help. The weight that I have to carry right now is too heavy. God I want to give it to you. I want to take it off of my shoulders and lay it down at your feet. I can't carry the weight anymore. Get into a posture of humility. Lift your eyes to heaven and say, I don't want to carry it alone anymore. It is time to get into the presence of God and allow Him to take the weight. And something amazing happens when you do. Elijah enters into the presence of God in a whisper. And while he's there, he declares his fears a second time out loud. Just like that, those fears disappear in the presence of God. And God gives him an assignment to do and sends him back to work. Listen, church, your purpose is not canceled. I know it's heavy right now, so take some time to rest. Take some time to say it out loud, to get in the presence of God, and then go and be Jesus to your neighbors, and go and be Jesus to your coworkers, and go and do the work of God in whatever way you can in this season. He's not done with you yet. He has a plan worked out for you and it's good. He can see your future and the ways that you will overcome this season and all the things you will learn from this season. Get in His presence and let Him give you your next step. You know what I've noticed here is that God doesn't tell Elijah how it's going to end. 
He didn't give him how Ahab would repent and give his life back to God at the end. He didn't tell him how Jezebel would die a horrible death. And he didn't tell him in the end that he had in mind for Elijah was that free of pain and fear. God doesn't tell him all of that. He just gives him his next steps. And so let him do it for you. And then go and take them. Listen, God is good. He cares for you. Bring your weight to Him. He can carry it. If you're here and you're tired of carrying the weight today, let me lead you to the one who can make it lighter for you. Jesus said, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Are you watching today and, and you're ready for His rest? for His calling, for His presence? If you are, then say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank You so much for choosing me, for coming for me, for caring for me. Forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for trying to do this on my own. Forgive me for carrying the weight by myself. I give everything that I am to You today. I believe in You. And I believe that you're good. And I believe that you have dreams for me. And so today, I commit myself to you. I give you my weight. I lay it at your feet. I am yours from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.